Welcome to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You are listening to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace and Tyler Hudson. This week, we will be discussing the topic of biblical economics. What does God's design for economics and government look like? What type of economic system should governments adopt? Tyler and I will be breaking down this topic over the course of the week. God has provided us with His economic plans for governments to follow. It is crucial for us to be well equipped with this knowledge, especially in the face of challenges we are currently experiencing in the world today. Capitalism is being denigrated, and our children are being thought that different economic systems, such as communism and socialism, are better, even though these systems have been proven to fail everywhere they have been tried. Welcome to the Corner of Truth and Courage with Tom and Tyler. We're here with you on what I like to call Taco Tuesday, simply because I like tacos and Tuesday sounds like it and reminds me of it. But uh, this week we're talking about a new topic. We're talking about biblical economics, or maybe let me say it this way. What does the Bible say about economics as opposed to what the world is teaching, especially to our children today? And I would say uh, you use the word indoctrinating our children and the belief of how money should work. And so I wanted to ask this question at the end of yesterday's show, but it was already like too late. But I was thinking about this here. So let's say you've got a bread earner. And when I say a bread earner, I'm talking about this is the person that works his tail off. He makes bunches and bunches of money. You take that person into a pool of other people who don't do anything other than live off the government or sit at home and collect a check every month, so to speak. If you, if you, if you take everyone's money like that, and that bread earner, and you divide it up equally and, and give it out to everyone, well, then what's the incentive for the bread earner to continue working his tail off? If I, and, and my, in my opinion, or in my view, the overall pool of money itself would then diminish. And therefore, you'd still have a, a situation where everyone now is poor as opposed to just a few. So that, that was kind of my, I don't know if that's a question so much as a statement, but that was what I, what I was thinking I wanted to mention yesterday at the end of yesterday's show there. Well, Tyler, it's interesting you bring that up because I went to find a quote from Adrian Rogers. I remember him saying this. In fact, I posted it on my personal uh, Facebook page here a few months back when I came across it there. I'm going to read him and quote him, Adrian Rogers there, well-known preacher in America. And he said, the worst thing for a nation is to get the idea for half of the people to get the idea that they don't have to work because the other half will work for them. And Mm -hmm. then the other half to get the idea that it does them no good to work because they don't get to keep what they work for. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem with communism is that it teaches people I don't have to work to work hard, to put in the effort, to make a good grade, to excel in my job, to improve myself and to graft and to hustle and so on there. Why? I can do just fine sitting here in my lazy chair and a check comes in and and so on there. Here's the thing. He also said this, and it's so true. Government cannot give to anybody anything that it doesn't first take from somebody else. Mm -hmm. Think about that for a moment. Every time 
the government gives you a dollar, it costs them an extra dollar to do it, by the way. So if I'm going to mm-hmm. give you a dollar, I got to pay someone in government to do the job to do that. So it takes $2 they got to take from someone to give someone else $1, basically. But they have mm-hmm. nothing to give you of their own. Government can't make wealth unless it's printing its own money. And in doing so, it only corrupts the economy by growing inflation. And that's exactly what America has done to resolve itself from all its debt and um, choices it did with COVID, dealing with that crisis and stuff. And it's put our nation in very critical state. So government doesn't, in a sense, invent its own money. It has to take it from people or something somehow. So it has to take from someone else to give to someone else. Go ahead, Tyler. You know, it, it reminds me, too, of not long ago here in the U.S., we, we were dealing with um, stimulus checks, right? We Several stimulus checks that we would send out large sums, amounts of money to people with the idea that it would stimulate the economy. But it seemed to me like everybody stopped working. I mean, you, you gave everyone money and therefore they don't, you know, which eventually it would run out. But but you saw it get to a point where nobody was working anymore, right? So So places like... McDonald's would offer you $20 an hour to work because they didn't have anybody to work there. Giving stimulus like this is like government is like an alcoholic. At first, when they pump all that money in there, when they first take that drink, everything feels good and feels wonderful and, and great for a while. But then the hangover comes a little later. And then the result mm-hmm. of inflation and all that ugliness uh, that comes in as a result is like an alcoholic thinking, you know, the solution is taking a drink. And uh, it's a quick fix, and it's a Band-Aid, but it doesn't really uh, create a solution. It only kicks down the lane, the can, the can, so to speak. And then you got all the hangover and the other issues as a result of it. Let me continue reading um, uh, Adrian Rogers here, because I think it's so good. He says, you uh, uh, cannot legislate the poor into freedom by legislating the industrious out of it. You don't multiply wealth by dividing it. Then he Mm -hmm. went on to say, government cannot give to anybody anything that it does not take first from someone else. When somebody receives something without working for it, somebody else has to work for it without receiving it. I, I would I would say this, you know, because we talked yesterday about, well, look, the Bible says, you know, you should divide everything up. The The issue, too, if you really think about I mean, if you really want to talk about what the Bible says, the Bible says you'll reap what you sow. So if you're not if you're not doing anything and you're just kind of sitting on your rump and getting a check, well, then you're not really reaping what you sow because you haven't sown anything. Right. And if you take away money from people that have work to get it, then they're not reaping what they sow. You're, so you're you're essentially completely getting rid of that truth in my eyes. You know, and there's a lot that the Bible talks about as it deals with sowing and reaping there. Let's get into this here for a minute. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, mm-hmm. verse 10. I'm not breaking this down the way I thought we would in um, planning this because I was going to go through point by point on God's uh, rules for biblical economics. But let me get down uh, a little bit because we're kind of, we, we've jumped the gun, but that's okay. Second Thessalonians chapter three 
and uh, in verse number 10. Tyler, do you have that? And if you do, go ahead and, and, uh, and, and read that. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. Okay. So this we, you know, uh, we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. Now, I didn't say those who cannot work. Mm-hmm. That's important that you understand that. There are times that some people just cannot, um, cannot work. You know, there's health oh. issues. There's, uh, you know, there's other things there. There's a, there's a difference between cannot and will not. Go ahead. But we're we're very loosey goosey with that. In other words, we I I see a lot of people claim what it is is laziness, but they claim they can't work. Now I'm not saying that there aren't people that are disabled. There are, but I think that a lot of times people just don't want to work, so they do whatever they can to label themselves as such and and ride that pony, uh, so to speak. We got to be careful of that. <laughs> There are professionals, I believe, out there who know how to milk the system, don't they? And mm-hmm. um, and and so, now there was a time. Let me hasten to this. There was a time that if the poor needed help financially, the government was not there to support them. You know, the government didn't have programs um, to deal with the dole and to deal with welfare and all that type of stuff. If they needed help they went to the charity of the people and oftentimes it went to the church to the people uh there uh to deal with the widows and and the poor and the needy and stuff there when the church dealt with it they were more careful with giving god's money to people in need they didn't just kind of say, okay, we're going to put you on this program. Every month you're going to have X amount in your uh, in your bank account and stuff like that. No, they measured. They measured the needs. They walked, They looked at, why are you in need? Maybe we can help you find work. Maybe we can help you find a skill that will help you do that. Or, um, you know, they were more careful with uh, not just making a person a beggar and keeping him in the state a perpetual uh, take, you know, being a taker, taker, taker. No, we wanted to learn, uh, wanted to help you to get out of your temporary state instead of being a taker for the rest of your life to make you a producer, to produce your they, own they, need and so on there. They taught a man to fish as opposed to gave him one. Yeah, you know, the old adage, uh, give a man uh, a fish and you teach him to beg for, for a lifetime. Teach a man to fish and you've fed him for a lifetime. Let's go back to mm-hmm. your Old Testament passage that you raised yesterday, because I think it's a good point here. Okay. How did God uh, tell Israel to help the poor? He basically commanded that they leave parts of their fields there. He, he left some food there. The Bible uses the word for the poor and stranger, I believe. Now, a stranger is a person who isn't necessarily poor, but they're traveling from one place to another, and therefore they don't have the means, yeah, right? So, yeah, hmm. so they, they were they were in need still. And that's that's sure. how God chose to deal with that back then. Yeah, remember the story of Ruth? Uh, she would go and glean in Boaz's field. They left the corners of the field, and they actually were ordered. You guys, you know, if you see her working in the field, you leave a little bit more behind there. Don't don't take all the crops there. Kind of leave some of the cherry picking, the good stuff, the easy stuff uh, uh, for her to pick up too. 
right? But and that, so but that was because um, she was good looking, right? And that' why he did that. <laughs> well, no doubt. But the fact is, though, okay. Here's the thing: the nation of Israel was ordered. Here's how you can help the poor: not that they remain lazy, and that we give them, you know, we cook them their meals and we pay all their bills and 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 let them have color TVs and buy their cigarettes and buy their booze and live off of our our wealth, our labor, our work. No, we're going to give them a way where they can still feed themselves with the very necessities that they need. You hungry? Go out to the field. We uh, There's food out there. In the har- there's a harvest to be had. Go pick your own food and so on there. And it may not be, you know, McDonald's and eating steak and stuff. You know, they may have to go get grain and break it down and make their own wheat and make their own dough and, and cook it and stuff. It doesn't mean it's going to be an easy life, but you need to work for it. Those who mm-hmm. will not work shall not eat. That is the biblical principle. And so this idea of, and and and, and actually uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Tomorrow when we come back, I want to break down. I want to give you like four or five different bullet points of God's biblical plan, biblical economy. What is it there? But when we get to Proverbs chapter 6, we talk about those who are lazy. And, you know, some people are poor simply because they're lazy. They didn't put in the work mm-hmm. at school to get a good grade, They and they followed through with that to their job and their adult life, and they've learned to live off of other people's generosity, off the government, and it's kept them in poverty and it's made them a slave, actually. That's another story. Tyler, we're going to have to stop here. When we come back tomorrow, we'll cut into more of this. Hope you'll join us at the corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.